You're safe from Nicolas Cage here on Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's John. What's up, what's up? And James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. In Singapore, you're registered as an organ donor automatically if you're over the age of 21. Opting out results in you being put at the bottom of the organ priority list if you ever need a transplant. What do you think of this system? Whoa, wait. Run that by me one more time. In Singapore... You're registered as an organ donor automatically if you're over the age of 21. Opting out results in you being put at the bottom of the organ priority list if you ever need a transplant. What do you think of this system? I think that's pretty fair. I mean, there should be exceptions in case you, like, you know, aren't medically viable to be able to donate an organ. Yeah, I don't think immunocompromised people go around donating too many organs, I don't think. Right. So, like, yeah, I think it's a good general rule to have, because, um, like, why why get one if you're not willing to give back? But um, if for some reason you can't give back, you shouldn't be disqualified. Yeah, I think as long as there's uh, some kind of an appeal process, I guess that makes sense. Um, I mean, based yeah. on my understanding of organs, too, it's kind of a matter of, like, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about the organ donation system, (laughs) but I feel like there's a connected aspect of, like, when and where and proximity as well. I feel like that's a thing. I don't know that it's a thing, but my gut tells me that it makes way more sense for a heart to be, like, donated to somebody within, like, a hundred or two hundred mile radius than to, like, someone across the other side of the continent. That's fair. I just, I just Organs like. Are... <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. I just like the idea of you basically saying like, I don't know much about the organ market, but I'm interested to learn. <laughs> <laughs> what if I uh, wanted to get into selling them? Like, where... <laughs> well, like I've got a couple spare to donate. <laughs> don't ask me how I got them. Young professional looking for a position with upward mobility <laughs> needs plenty of encouragement and structure. imagine if there's a wild idea for you imagine if instead of posting job prospects you just had to put yourself out there of like here's who i am and what i'm looking for and companies would contact you if they thought you were a good fit that's like to be fair that's sort of what a resume is supposed to be i think that's what a lot of people forget about it and it's something that i until like really recently and like uh my cousin who writes like had she has like a side hustle like right helping people write their resumes um pointed out to me was like your accomplishments are like importance like your job and all that obviously but you're really trying to get them to see like a personality instead of just raw stats i think a lot of people get told yeah the way they make like I'm saying companies would never post job openings. It's not they post openings and you apply to them. It's you have to put your resume into this standard pool of all the people. Everybody is just in the pool. 
and then companies reach out to you and be like, hey, we picked your resume as one of the ones we're considering. Oh, like, and they just some kind like, of national You didn't job apply to be a professor at that college, but they want you for, to be a professor at that college. Or like, you never oh, intended to work in marketing, what... but you got contacted by a marketing firm. <laughs> that's, that's what LinkedIn is. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah but it's more... I it's know, kind I'm, of I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, that's half of what LinkedIn it's like you have all these people reaching out to you um many times unbidden fair being like hey you want to come work for me <laughs> dude linkedin is like the fluorescent lighting of social media <laughs> what, like <laughs> does anyone like linkedin like linkedin to me um... combines the most depressing parts of like young professionalism with the most depressing parts of social media like it's a wholly depressing i will put out there though all around it has some great fodder for wild things people say of like trying to be that uber professionalism thing and it's just like you you don't understand workers at all oh you do not understand how to manage people you're talking about that like corporate speak or whatever, right? Yeah. Where it's just like it's basically just all the nouns and adjectives and verbs are just all buzzwords, essentially. Are you guys ready to synergize? I'm ready. I'm Let's have a touch base about this. Let's circle back to that. Yeah, I was just gonna say we'll circle back. We can Let's, touch base. Let's realign our corporate synergy with that circling circle while circling back to the touch points we elucidated in our PowerPoint three days ago. Great. I'm gonna go jump out of a window. Let's put. A I'm gonna go back. do more cocaine in the bathroom, <laughs> and then we can come up with even more buzzwords. And then we can circle back to generating yeah. more value via yeah. the use of our corporate terminology. And then we'll circle back to doing more cocaine, and then we can just keep <laughs> Once going. Once we're going to circle works. back to the value retention strategies that will help this propel this company forward into the third quarter. Oh my goodness. I can't hear you. My teeth are buzzing, but I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my teeth are vigorously vibrating. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, Don't mind me. I'm going to go donate some organs. I, I got to send you guys a video. Uh... Uh, uh, but yeah, I think this organ donation thing is pretty cool. Yeah, we once more got off topic, but uh, it's an interesting program like that. I will say, like, and I, I haven't really. I should double check if I am an organ donor. Um, I, go, I, I believe my license says I am. Do you feel like strong moral conviction one way or another to organ donation? No. Not really. I don't as either, but like at the end of the day, if I'm not using it anymore and somebody can get value out of it, then why not? I think the thing that put me off organ donation a little bit was I was kind of like, eh, I'm obese technically by medical standards. So I don't know if anybody actually really wants my organs. No. Like RJ, that's not true. I'm sure plenty of people want your organs. I've put them through a bit of wear and tear, you know. Go on Craigslist; somebody will buy them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a spare kidney going. Hey, eh? who wants one? Hey, yeah. Uh... What? Did you know Overall, kidneys can flip I, uh... upside down. What? Like? <laughs> yeah, it's a it doesn't take. 
3D space. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, if the transplant doesn't take, I think kidneys can, like, accidentally, like, rotate themselves around. They do a backflip. Yeah. And then they don't work no more. Huh. They don't work? No, James, they're upside down. <laughs> so? Yeah, that doesn't seem... Do they use gravity filtration? Uh, they probably do, actually. Know. I'm not a doctor. I know some, but I'm not one. And yeah, I can spout medical jargon with the best of them. That's well, all you need, bro. I actually do know a guy who, uh, back in the day, occasionally when he was strapped for cash, would put on a white lab coat and a fake ID and go to uh, medical events for the free catering. And he, he, like, he knew just enough medical jargon that was just obscure enough that he could talk about it so people would think he was a real doctor. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a specialist in his field. Wow, are you... Alright, if you're a real doctor, why don't you say the Hippocratic Oath? The knee know. bone is connected to the thigh <laughs> bone. The thigh bone is connected to the... Close ribs. your eyes, <laughs> raise your right hand, and <laughs> recite the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at the time! <laughs> I really must be going. <laughs> you don't all still do those autopsies in the basements anymore, do you? What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> oh, well, you afraid your tools are gonna get dirty? You afraid your medical tools are gonna get a little schmutz on them? What the fuck? What a we're bunch here of fucking to bully wimps. the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerd doctor, nerd ass doctors yeah. going to school for eight fucking years. Yeah, you fucking, you guys, you just want to socially up a dying, acceptable. How dare they prop mm -hmm. up a dying career field? Hold on. A declining career field. Medicine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're gonna. It's all gonna be done by robots soon, bro. No, for real it's though, gonna... there, there's shortages of doctors, my dude. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, that's not good. That sounds that's like not a good. But it's just okay. Fair enough. Who shortages doctors? Of doctors doctor. versus physical therapists. Who watches the watch specialists? <laughs> you know what I say? Good. <laughs> yeah, James. It's good that we have less doctors. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll encourage people to not get hurt as much, and you know, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how that works. Hey, <laughs> yeah, tell me that when I have a cardiac arrest. Oh okay. well, you shouldn't have done that. RJ. Maybe yeah. <laughs> shouldn't have had yeah. such a weak heart. What's wrong? You ever, <laughs> you ever thought about like not having a weak heart? My you heart was weak. My bloodline is weak, and I will not survive the harvest. Yeah. yeah. See, that's exactly. Maybe we just got to go back to the old medieval way of like, well, God, it's God saying he's knock, knock, knocking on the door. You know, it's time. he's saying it's time to go. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. On heaven's door. Please let me in. The devils are at the yeah. door. God locked himself out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Saint uh, Peter, can you uh, can you get the key? Uh, yeah, good. That's very good. Yeah, I can't. I gave my fucking keys to you. <laughs> well, I left him in the car, and the car is locked. Oh man! And I parked it outside hell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they already stole the wheels. Oh god. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
I'm sure they need them. They need a lot of stuff down there. Like, what if public health care? Wild (laughs) concept here. They need more doctors. Yeah. (laughs) What if we die and we get to Uh heaven and there's two gods? Which is the reason you have the Old Testament God and the New Testament God. You literally just you just described uh, a you Archie. I shit you not. You literally just came up with a a pre-existing Catholic sect that was killed off for heresy and may have been connected to the Holy Grail. Gnosticism. Well, they're they they derive their meaning from Gnosticism, but they're called Cathars. You should look them Uh, up. They're. they're in France, but yeah, they well, thought. Yeah, but my idea the, is cooler because I had it. Yeah, fair, well, fair enough. Fair it, enough. You can add tech on all the stuff you want, you know. But they thought That's they what thought religion the is baby. Hey, and also my <laughs> well, gods wear sunglasses. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> CYA baby, Look, CYA. If the flying spaghetti monster can be a legitimate recognized church with tax benefits, why can't I create a religion? You can. Yeah, there's no reason you can't, but you have to have a book, you have to have religious rituals, and I think you have to have like an actual follow following. For so it to you're like... saying Marvel and DC are religions? Um, I, no, because they don't proclaim themselves as such, but if they yeah. were to take that step, maybe. I'd also say that Marvel and DC would probably need to like every religion, even stuff like Hinduism that has like a billion fucking stories has like usually a couple texts where uh, the cosmology is codified. So Marvel uh, and DC would need like I'm like sure they the have Avengers encyclopedia and the X Men encyclopedia. It would need to be like a like it would need to be essentially much like the Bible or like the Bhagavad Gita, which is a collection of like stories. Like it would need to be a collection of stories that explains in some way the foundation of the universe. I think we can you make see. It all rests on a turtle. Marvel's uh, gotta have. I mean, Marvel's gotta have a universe origin st- story. It does. Yeah. It's actually in the sixth iteration. So yeah, I mean, maybe it is a religion. Galactus was created as the last survivor of the previous real universe. Uh, as his planet was dying, he launched in a rocket ship out to try and like find the source to hopefully save his people. And then the universe okay, died, Superman. and he was selected to be a as sent like an entity in the new universe to keep the balance of creation and destruction. It's just Krypton. He's going to the source wall. Yep. You know what? Good for him. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm I'm sure he's going to do great things. I'm sure he's. Yeah. He's going to power planets. Yeah. I would say Galactus is the equivalent of DC's Dark Side in that they both are supposed to be these world-ending, destructing things, and in any other instance they are, but Earth stops them continuously, despite their power. I thought they, they were. I thought Dark Cinnamon Dark, rolls. I thought Dark Side was supposed to be like Thanos or something. He is a lot more like Thanos and like equivalent? personality and like. And like as a character design and stuff, but Thanos tends to like occasionally succeed or like join the heroes. Like it's Thanos, a more dynamic character. Thanos is more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, and Thanos is at least recognizable enough as like he recognizes that he is a powerful entity, 
and that he can become more powerful, but he does not see himself... He sees other beings as lesser than him, but he still sees them as, like, beings. Whereas Darkseid's whole thing is, like, Darkseid is. Like, in Darkseid's mind, it's the equivalent of playing a video game when he goes up against the Justice League of, like, these aren't people. They, they're not near, they're, they are not equivalent to beings in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he sees himself as, like, his own self-contained existence that can override anything else, basically. Yeah, like, he is the higher life form. He is Interesting. To, he, humans, he is to everything else as humans are to ants. I, I do kind of wish that, uh... Because I know that in the... Like, I also want to point out, like, um, imagine that you walked up to a colony of ants to just step on them. Like, just step on the ant hill, and the ants beat the shit out of you. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, bro. And it happens again and again and again and again and again. Dude, what a fucking loser. It's <laughs> what a issue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you maxed out the wrong things, bro. <laughs> Your skill tree's all wobbly. No, I mean, I I kind of almost wish that because in the comics, isn't Thanos supposed to be in love with Death, and Death is yes. like an actual personified entity, like she's alive, um, she's, she can talk to him or something. Yes, but not in like a oh, here's my avatar kind of way, more of the, like, death is a universal constant and can take forms and shapes and, like, appear where she wants to, similar to an eternity. Um, but she doesn't typically talk much. It's mm -hmm. part of what makes her whole thing her thing, is, like, she'll just show up and be there. And more than once, Thanos has been like, please, I have done everything trying to impress you. Why won't you, like, what are you doing? What, how can I get your attention? Why won't you date me? Yo, I think same, in this bro. initial Infinity Gauntlet run, I'm trying to remember back, but I think there literally is a panel where he's like, I have destroyed half of the universe for you. I have given you half of the universe. They're all dead. They're yours. Is that not enough? Why do you turn away from me? Does but then there's like she a, ever provide an answer? Um, no. Oh. There was another miniseries that they did. The last one the creator of Thanos did, the last books he did, um, was a series where Thanos actually does win. But it's a, like, Thanos keeps gaining more and more power, and so they go back in time and recruit Thanos to stop Thanos. Oh um, yeah, okay. But in that one, he ends, I think it was that one, he ends up actually, like, teaming up with death like death has taken him as her like consort and they revive him from the dead and oh no it was um the cancer verse and they went into the cancer verse which was a universe where they killed death they killed the entity of death and introduced cosmic horror into the reality so nothing could ever die ever ever um they summoned, they brought Thanos back to life as champion of death, and he was like, what the fuck? I was with death. We were happy. Guys. You ruined everything Me. again. This is yeah. why I killed all of you. This is why I'm going to do it again. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, I mean, who wouldn't, right? That sounds like a wonderful lady. I mean, she is not, she's not evil. Like, she's very much that, like, neutral, I am, death is just a thing that happens. But yeah. I'm gonna look up what she looks like. Yes. Yes, and Thanos. She usually looks like just a skeleton in a robe, but very, very, very rarely she will look like a hot goth babe. Oh, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> Let's what roll makes it dice, all worth boys. it. Let's roll the dice. Oh, shit. It's literally the first photo. <laughs> Where she's look- holding the rose? No. Uh, well, actually, wait. Let me see. No, it doesn't look like she's holding anything. Uh, there's one but... pretty famous, like, pretty good photo, or pretty good piece of art where there's a panel where, like, Thanos is giving her a rose or something, and so, like, she's, like, smelling the rose. Aww. But it's a black rose. Aww. That's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I will make it now my mission to date her. You're gonna <laughs> date Death? I'm gonna date Death. I don't baby. think she's on I'm the dating apps, it. bro. <sighs> wrong, Buccarino. You're probably right, but you know what, RJ? We didn't we didn't make it this far by by just giving up just because something wasn't real, right? <laughs> like it's time for a Tell new catfishing Catholic Church. profile. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'll send it. I actually, I did find it. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't know if it's the exact panel, but uh, hold on. I mean, nope. that's one of the things too is like I can't think of any significant dark side storylines like he's a villain frequently but it's always just kind of like Me. yeah you're there you're the thing they're fighting I don't know why they're fighting you I am the anti-life equation <laughs> is that what he says <laughs> it's well, not what like, he says one of the more That's recent stories DC did was their deceased uh, short line, where it was their zombie apocalypse version, where it's clever. Uh, yeah, it was Cyborg actually got the anti-life equation, and it mixed because he uh, Cyborg it went digital, and so anybody who looked at any technology screen got infected. Oh, and if you got bitten, you got infected. And it turned into this whole thing, and it was completely outside of Darkseid's control. And it was just like, okay, dude, your big thing, the anti-life equation, and you can't even control it. Like, I have suck. made a mistake. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wind it back. It's all right. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. <laughs> no, wait, go back. Wait, wait, wait. What? Hold on, I gotta delete this shit. It didn't send right. All right. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who'd like to start while I panic? Oh, wait, I know what I'm going to recommend. Never mind, I'm good. (laughs) While I panic, do you want to go first then, or would you like me to go first? I got it. I got it. Uh, uh, Yes, James, that is the artwork in reference, where Death is a very, very pale woman with black hair holding a black rose. Ugh kill me Uh, now (laughs) my recommendation this week is spider-man deadpool a comic series from the late 2010s 
I think it was like 2016 or 2017 on. Uh, ran for about 50 issues. I'm about halfway through. I'm at issue 37. No, I think I'm at like issue 40. Um, but it's a really fun run that focuses on the Deadpool Spider-Man friendship. Um, and the writers are fully aware of like, this is only a comic that's happening because a lot of people on the internet decided Deadpool and Spider-Man should be friends. <laughs> um, I love that. And it's very much a one-sided friendship where Deadpool thinks Spider-Man is the absolute greatest and Spider-Man hates Deadpool. Um, but is trying to help Deadpool become a better person. And the initial, like, storyline of it is that Spider-Man has decided that, you know what, yeah fine, I will try and help Deadpool be a better person, and they have their wacky hijinks. And meanwhile, and at the time, Spider-Man was in a very Iron Man-esque situation where, like, Peter Parker was the head of Parker Industries, and Spider-Man was his bodyguard, but no one knew he was Spider-Man. And so Deadpool wants to be, become Spider-Man's best friend, but somebody put a hit out on Peter Parker. And so Deadpool is struggling with I have to go kill your boss, but I don't want to tell you I'm about to kill your boss because you really like your boss. Because he is his boss. Exactly. Um, it's a really fun dynamic, and it definitely is not just like, oh, two issues in, they're best friends. Like, it's continuously that backslide, forward slide, almost a will-they-won't-they they of friendship. Um... But it really is, it's a fun read. It's just goofy and fun. And doesn't take itself too seriously. And they fully are, like, cognizant and aware of that. Of, like, if you're looking for super serious storytelling here, you picked up the wrong book. <laughs> is, th is this, like, I, I apologize. Did you say that this was, like, a new release? Or is this new to you? Like, did they just me. do this? New okay. to me. Uh, okay. It came out in, like, 2016 or 17 is when the series started. Ran for fifty some fifty some issues, which is pretty good for a series run. Yeah, that's yeah, almost a whole year, right? No, no, comics are weekly. How? What are they monthly? Yeah, they're usually monthly, maybe bi-monthly. Oh shit! Yeah, that's really good. What? That's like four over a little over four years. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's one of those things too. Like they use a lot of, like, the supporting cast, they pick up the, like, characters that don't get used as often. Um, and they'll reference things that have, are occurring in other books. So, like, at one point in 20... Uh, 2018? Yeah, I think it was 2018. They had an event called Secret Empire, where a cosmic cube was used to go and rewrite time so that Steve Rogers was always a Hydra agent. And Steve Rogers t is in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time, and there's a big panel, like, the big reveal was at the end of a Captain America book, where he pushes a superhero that can't fly out of a plane, and just has this panel where he whispers, Hail Hydra, and everybody was like, oh shit, Captain America's a Hydra agent! <laughs> and over the course of Secret Empire, like, Hydra takes over the United States for a hot minute, and Deadpool kills Agent Coulson, Parker Industries is destroyed specifically so that he doesn't have to, like, 
turn over the Baxter... Like, he destroys his own company to save the Baxter building from being taken over by Hydra. Um... So then, like, afterwards, they, like, deal with the aftermath of that a little bit in the Spider-Man Deadpool comic, where it's like, oh, hey, now that you're into this issue, Spider-Man and Deadpool aren't friends right now because Deadpool went back to his villainous ways, and Spider-Man is ruined. He's upset about that? He's not upset (laughs) about it, but, like... I'm upset. Spider-Man was like, I mean, he's oh, down in the dumps, right? He lost his company, he lost the money, he lost oh, all his yeah, success. That's fair, I forgot about that part. <laughs> and so, like, he's just trying to, like, press forward in life. And then Deadpool went back to just being like, alright, fuck it, I'm evil, I'm a mercenary, let's go steal a bunch of leftover shield tech and sell it. Um, so Spider-Man decides he's gonna go hunt down Deadpool, and that's like the second half of their series. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's actually a really fun little story right there. Yeah, and it's like, it plays with the struggle of, like, beforehand, Spider-Man was trying to, like, convince Deadpool to be better. And Deadpool really wants to be better. Like, he regrets his some of his choices. He wants to be better, but he doesn't feel like he can really change and that he'll always just be the jackass. So yeah, overall it's a fun story, fun art, and it definitely is one of the ends of comics where like it's a good it's a good comic and it's just lighthearted fun. With the other end being it's a good comic and it's super serious. Good clean fun. Literally good clean fun because more than once they uh go to say things that would be swear words and Deadpool breaks the fourth wall of like, "Ah, we got to be all ages cuz you're in it." Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. That's really good. Is it like a like what's um? Is it like an older brother, younger brother dynamic? Is it like uh um, like a friends to lovers kind of thing? Like how is it the, depends how is the on what point of view play? you're in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man. It's very much probably more of like older brother, younger brother, or like just mismatched friends, buddy cop kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas Deadpool is very much a friends to lovers attempt. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Deadpool loves Spider-Man and also loves Spider-Man. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, a a like buddy cop superhero movie with Spider-Man and Deadpool would actually if played right, if they got like Phil Lord and Chris Miller to direct it, or someone, oh, you know, someone like that, I think they could really fucking nail it. I think it'd be really funny. Eh. Especially I don't know, especially with the tone of like some of the Spider Verse stuff. I think it could possibly work, but I don't know. Yeah, as a, like could. a non-canon thing. Yeah, yeah, I think they could do it. It'd just be one of those weird. I'd, I'd put it back to that early two thousands animated stuff Marvel was doing, where like they did a couple of like animated movies that were like direct to DVD. But yeah, Spider Man, Deadpool. That's my recommendation. All right. Heck yeah. What you got, James? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What do I got? Yeah, on the spot. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really have, like, anything. I can talk about some of the reading. Job, but that's about it. Um, uh, let me see here. Let me just... Fuck yeah. I, 
got basically nothing. I can just tell you some super fun facts. We could we could have a little. Uh, anyone here have a dollar bill? No. Um, I can go get one. Can you go get a dollar bill? Yeah, give wow. me like, give me like, what twenty a, seconds. What a great, <laughs> great segment for an audio medium. RJ, <laughs> sometimes we have to. If anyone Are you in the do audience, the trick where you can turn it upside down magically. Use this time to go get a dollar bill. Or are you um, going to do the one where you, you can see one. the Twin Towers in the dollar bill? It's not going to be the Twin Towers, I promise you. So you're you. turning it upside um, down. I am not tur- I'm not turning anything upside down. We're just going to look at a dollar bill. Why? I have obtained a dollar bill. You have a dollar bill. So you know the part of the dollar bill that uh, the Treasury insists that we call the front uh, with Mr. Washington's <laughs> face on it. What do you mean? The part that the treasury insists we call the front. I mean exactly what I just said. It could be either of them, really. We're just conditioned from a young age to think of this as the front, you know? Yeah, exactly. If, okay, man. if a quarter is heads or tails, with heads being the president's face, George Washington's face, and tails being the eagle, why in the world would I not consider the front of the dollar bill to be the spot where the president's head is? So we should call that side heads. Yeah, yes. we should call it the head of the dollar bill. Okay, I'm going to mm. flip this dollar bill. Ready? <laughs> oh. um, kind of Wait. Tail, but it folded in half. But did it fold uh, in half heads up or f- tails up? Tails up. I it's mean, tails. Yeah, don't you fold your bills in so that it's heads in? Or the treasury ordained front in? <laughs> treasury I ordained. usually do, yeah. I feel, but if you, if you want to be, uh, if you want to be real fucking be a fancy, bad boy. yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You want to be a bad boy. You, <laughs> you, uh, you have to roll them up so the face is facing out, so people can see you don't give a fuck. You just peel them off. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so people but, can identify how much money you have by which president's face is looking out at you. Exactly. Or, or Alexander Hamilton. They're not all presidents. Exactly. Yeah, take that, you fucking cap bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh-huh. on the on the head of the dollar bill, uh, in the in the right corner, you know, all the ones are surrounded by different little kind of like shields. Uh, but the one in the right kind of looks like the most like a shield. You know, it's got like points and corners and stuff on it. Yep. So in that one, there's a little crook. Um, you see that uh, to the left of that one is like it's like I don't know like an olive branch or something that looks like a laurel kind of coming out. And then there's like this left corner that has this little circular indentation. If you take a light and you look real close, you might notice that there's like, it looks like in that little crook, there's like a little guy hanging out. He's kind of just looking at you. um, If you see it. And that's uh, that's an owl. A lot of people think that that is an owl that is on the uh, front of the $1 bill. Uh, it has something to do with some of the uh, some of the membership of the founding fathers and other yeah, people. Which, which one am I looking at? The left you're one or the bottom one? You're looking at the one uh, in the top right. In the that, top right. In oh, the top okay. right that has okay. that kind of shield. And then, and then oh, there's yeah, the left. there he is. Yeah, there's like a little dude. Now some people think it's a continuation of that abstract pattern. Other people think it's just like a printing Which, error. Where is the dude? So he's yeah in, in the top right one, um, yeah. in the top left corner. 
of that, there's like a little rounded bit, little concave rounded uh, bit. Oh, yes. Um, right there. There's a little dot. This translates very well to audio, as we have to say every podcast. It could be yeah. a man or an owl or maybe just a blob. Some people think it's a spider, but some a, a lot spider? of people think it's an owl. Yeah, well, because like it's just a owls, dot. And, owls and spiders. In it's got no some people think features. that's I don't know. I think it looks kind of like I think you can kind of see a body with a, like a little bit of a head. There, there's, there's a white a dot above another white dot. And with a gray line next to it, Jeez. it's whatever you want it to be. Oh, RJ, geez. if if you find another design on the bill like that in such a place, I will give you twenty dollars. <laughs> that's a good deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good deal. But I don't know. I I and the thing is, like, I I find it kind of cute and innocent. Honestly, I I like to believe that someone a long time ago, because they belonged to a little club decide that they would put one of the little symbols of the club on the dollar bill as just kind of innocent, like, yeah, he's, he's hanging out. He's just kind of watching, you know? Just chilling. Um, just this going. Is some, this is some national treasure bullshit right here. <laughs> I try to do my best. I've, I've, ever since I've seen that movie, now, I told myself one bill, day... You'll see the owl, uh, which is the symbol of the we, Illuminati. If we dump this <laughs> bottle of lemon juice all over the back of the Constitution... <laughs> Yeah. We gotta pee on the dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Wizards with Guns skit about that yet, RJ? Yes, I have. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> we gotta pee on the dollar. <laughs> we gotta pee on it to reveal the secret ink. <laughs> stop, Mr. Gage. Stop, Riley. We gotta pee on the dollar bill. <laughs> we gotta pee on the dollar bill. I have to take a shit on the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to light it all on fire. Yes. We're going to light it on fire, burn away the exterior to show the hidden message underneath. Oh, no. We're going to burn the Constitution, Riley. I think he's just crazy. <laughs> burn it all down. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sovereign fuck. citizen. That's so funny. Like, National Treasure, but you just slowly realize that Nicolas Cage is actually just, just like insane. a legitimately insane person. Riley, Riley kidnapped the president. What do I do with him? I don't know why. It's so funny. Riley, we better, we better press his face against the Constitution. Maybe it'll reveal something. <laughs> President's cheek print, Riley, is the key. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're using the wrong cheek. I'm gonna take a Actually, bath with the president of the Constitution. Riley, <laughs> Riley yeah. well, we've uh, we've always been told that it's an electoral process. President presidential genetics have been passed down and traced for centuries. They always know exactly who they want to win based on the genetic lines. So we gotta we gotta put him in the bath with the Constitution. The innate genetics in his biology will reveal the message. Oh, no. Oh, shit. We need a public pool. The chlorine will help transfer the biology. <laughs> Riley. We have to go skinny dipping, Riley. It's important. It's Trust, me. Trust me, Riley. Riley, you have to show the Constitution of the 12-foot end of this pool. <laughs> Riley, I have to drown you with the Constitution. <laughs> Just really shove Here it in go. there. 
As a ghost, you can travel back in time. You can tell me what they were thinking. I need you to oh, possess God. the Constitution. <laughs> possess it. What do you see, yes. Riley? So, uh... This Obviously, is... James's <laughs> recommendation here is the hit early 2000s treasure that is National oh, Treasure. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is like, oh man, that's like one of my favorite bits from this show. Easy. Holy shit. It's so good. <laughs> Riley, we gotta drown you with the Constitution. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, get we gotta <laughs> throw you. Riley, Riley I think like the drowning's life. working fast enough. We're gonna waterboard you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah his dad just burst in he's like dude what are you doing what are you doing just get out of here dad you don't understand dad you don't understand it dad come give me more pizza <laughs> oh, I need more pizza and lemons dad dad I need you to hold off the feds <laughs> dad, dad. <laughs> the FBI are outside dad they said they're gonna kill me, Dad. You're gonna have to kill them first. You can't Jesus. let them get in the room. <laughs> this is a delicate procedure, Dad. <laughs> oh shit! I have to pee on this dollar oh. bill. <laughs> I have to. I can't Clearly, be we need to remake this movie. You don't understand, Dad. <laughs> I gotta pee on this dollar bill before Sean Bean does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you flip to the other point of view where it's the criminal psychologist who is talking to the FBI agents and saying, no, if we are to understand him, we must follow his actions precisely. Someone did me a copy of the Constitution and an underpaid assistant. <laughs> no, 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 let him cook. Yeah, yeah, wait, hold on. He's got a point. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's so Does fucking Does anyone funny. have a dollar bill for me to pee on? <laughs> Stat, I need a, a one American dollar. I need one American dollar bill as a constitution and an unpaid intern working for college credit. It is vital. Uh. <laughs> It's vital to national security you get me a live young intern and a crisp dollar bill. <laughs> Don't forever <laughs> provide the rest of the resources I need. Yeah, no, I have been holding it in forever. It's, this is perfect. <laughs> I've been waiting. Yes. We need the lighting to be just right. And we need the pressure to be just right. So if everyone can train the rifles on me to yeah. mimic the pressure... That that Nicholas Cage in there must feel right now as we are trying to break down the door. Yeah, yeah. I need to get inside the mind of the criminal. I need to get inside the bowels of this man. He he kidnaps the intern. And they bring a a second criminal psychologist to deal with the first one. Oh my god. I don't know why. I love that idea. There's a comedy movie for This is Legs. (laughs) <laughs> There's a comedy movie for you. It's two regular FBI agents have to deal with a string of crazy, out of the box, wacko, but they get results. Criminal psychologists who keep committing crimes, trying to get in the mind of the previous criminal psychologist. 
I do like that. I do. I really do. Well, we would. Yeah, what should we call it? There's just a loop of like four of them. And they keep I guess you in could def- criminal psychologist. Yeah, you call it counterintelligence, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Damn. That's pretty. Yeah, I love that. John, what do you Chip recommend? It. What do you got, John? <laughs> we can't just cut like that. <laughs> Why not? It's called a transition. Yeah, that, there's no transition. There. Yeah, but if you just do it and don't say anything about it, it's a transition. It's a star okay. wipe. Like yeah. Nah. yeah. Like in the yeah. movie. We just did a pan. We pan, we pan down onto the We're planet. Pan. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's like two suns and uh, <laughs> a bunch of sand. And it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. All right, George. All right, stop, please. Stop. Put your, shirt, the put, your shirt, put the shirt back on, George. Put it back. No, I need to feel it all over me. I have okay. to really feel Tatooine. Okay. We need to be stopped. Um. Only you can stop us, John, with the power of your recommendation. Apparently. Uh, so, I got something for you. Um... It's Wait. a rival podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Isn't that the best when I recommend our competition? I mean, uh, I've recommended podcasts, so I can't complain. Yeah, Perfect. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, something I discovered this week is um, this podcast done by two content creators. Uh, it's called the Imp and Skids podcast. They're Imp Minecraft what? YouTubers. Um, Imp and what? It, Imp and Skiz. Their like usernames are Impulse I don't think we SV, say that. and then Skizzleman. 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 And it's basically what this show would be in like 15 years. <laughs> um, they've been friends since high school. They've been friends their entire adult lives. They're like making content together. Um, and it's just really interesting to hear their insights because they tell you know stories of their lives. They like share their background in software industry and in the content creation space. Um, and then here, let me let me read off some of the episode topics because they uh-huh. like share a lot of insight too. Um, I actually had this prepped so I could put the link in the chat. Um, but the first one, the second episode is like, what's stopping you? <laughs> and they like... <laughs> do a deep dive into like why people are afraid of moving on with their lives or like taking a risk and um, how people get complacent, like some tips for breaking out of that. So um, I have binged 17 episodes of this podcast in the last week. Nice. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's like this podcast because they've been friends for life. Um, They bring on guests sometimes from the groups they they're in. Um, and it's like videos I would watch otherwise, so it's kind of like behind-the-scenes content, sort of like um, Talking Dads. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah I, I had them recommended <clears throat> to me as well. Um, I've come across them before. They're actually... Really? Really, That's really. interesting. There is something uh, very wholesome about them that I have found, and uh, I think they're like, their general rapport, it's... It's interesting, too, because I feel like the podcast is very lo-fi. Like, there's not a whole lot of production, which is actually it's very one chill. of the things yeah. that makes it work. Yeah, it just does sound like two people. And sometimes I feel like they sound a little, like, podcasty, Like, oh, we're doing a podcast. But for the most part, like, their conversations feel very natural. 
and fun, like you said, John, like rooted in their kind of relationship. Yeah. So I'd, I'd have to, I definitely second that recommendation for sure. I'm actually really surprised that you've heard of them. Yes, sir. I had them recommended uh, to me by uh, by a good friend of this uh, this podcast. Whoa! Oh, yes, sir. Was it Calvin? It was not Calvin. Whoa! It was not. <laughs> There's only so many other names we can name. That's even more surprising that it wasn't Calvin. I'm curious now. We'll have to talk about this. I've got yeah. An idea. Sh- shout out to that guy. He knows who he is. Wink. Wink, wink. He's a good man. He's got good taste. He doesn't pee on dollar bills. Not yet, but one <laughs> day we will. on that one. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's what I spent the last week of my life doing. Nice. Our next segment, since I think we already did a Better Buddies rewrite. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> um, how to be a better buddy, where you give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question of this week, what actually, in all capital letters, motivates you to go to the gym? With the further details, just a question I've been thinking about a lot, as a lot of guys have many different reasons. Oof. Um, well, from my lived experience, nothing. <laughs> I don't go to the gym. <laughs> uh, you just haven't found your motivation yet. That is true. If if you can help me find it, I would like to. Um, for me, Let's it was a goal. Can. Right? Like, I realized I didn't like my body image and where I was getting to. Um, and I knew I could get back like i knew i could do it it was just a matter of putting in the time and effort because i'd done it before like i there was one summer where i like was running every day and part of my work involved lifting 50 pound bags and i actually slimmed down a good bit that summer and then i I realized like hey if i could do it then for one summer i could go i could go exercise every day And with the gym in particular, it was the realization of like, all right, one of the things that was stopping me is I would only run outside. I never went to gyms to run, which meant as soon as the first snowfall hit, I stopped running for three, four months and lost all progress. So I slowly made myself more comfortable just going to the gym in general. Like I went with some people I knew who could get me comfortable, showed me around a little bit made it more normalized for as a space where I go so that it wasn't necessarily a like, Oh, this is a place other people go to. It's a, this is a thing I do. This is part of who I am. It also really helps with stress. Like I had a bit of a stressful day while recording this, but like the day we're recording just a lot of, it was the start of a work week, right? Work came in, shoveled it on from the weekend and I didn't manage to get into the gym in the morning, but after work, I went to the gym and I just pounded out on the elliptical and I felt so much better when I was done. I I have to second that motion. I've had workout. I had one like last week that was like, I just felt really shitty during it. And it's really hard. And, um, you know, I was like lifting 
a little bit and then I ran for a while and it just sucked. But like afterwards, it honestly felt really good. Um, honestly, one of my, one of my main motivations has been, um, and I found this <clears throat> with some of the things that I've been doing regularly. It's like, it's, it's nice to cultivate like a sense of, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to say it without sounding like cringy, quite honestly. Just be cringy. Um, it's like an accomplishment. I, I would say more accurately, like a sense of willpower, which I think accomplishment uh, very quickly derives from. Like, for instance, <clears throat> like I, I fast for a full day, like every Tuesday of basically every week. And it started out as like a Vandy thing because I was like, oh, like, I'm not running as much, but I want to find a way to stay in shape. So I'll just, I just literally will not eat uh, for like a day. And then that way it's like, it's, that's, you know, it's 2000 calories basically gone. So as long as I don't, you know, imbalance myself by overeating, like I'm basically fine. It's almost like a free workout. I can still work out through the week and stuff like that. And <clears throat> of course, like with that mentality, like I would overeat anyway and it wasn't really working, but then I did it for long enough where something kind of actually clicked. And like, there was a time where I almost, I almost, I came very close to breaking a fast, but I didn't, I had like every reason to, and like, you know, you don't feel great in the middle of like, you know, almost breaking the fast and then not doing it. Like you're still hungry and tired for the rest of the day. But then I woke up the next day and I had this very profound sense of like accomplishment um, and uh, relief because it was like I had broken a small cycle that I think somewhere deep down I thought I was like never really going to be capable of breaking out of. And I think like exercise in a way provides this like cathartic release where you are doing that like naturally, like when when you're doing it. And it can come in little things like maybe you run like – 0.05 miles farther than you thought you were going to maybe you lift like maybe do one rep more uh than you would normally maybe you try something different like maybe you even just hold something for a little bit longer <clears throat> it's like i mean hell, all these little the moments getting up and going when you didn't want to like yeah if you're just having a, like, if you go in the mornings, like, I normally go in the morning, so, like, if I hit a morning where just, like, I don't want to go to the gym, I've hit snooze three times, and I still drag my ass out of bed, put on the sweatpants, and hit the treadmill, afterwards, it's like, yeah, I didn't let myself fail. Like, I didn't, it's, I didn't give in. It's perseverance. Like, it's, it's really just nice to do it. And then, sometimes, guess what? Like, I still have days where it's, like, I put all my shit on, and I still don't go. You know, and then that's like, and it's okay. It's okay because you know that that is not, you don't have the fear anymore of like, oh shit, am I returning to this like cycle where I'm just going to let myself down? It's like, no, it's just You get like, back up the next I'm day on... and you do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I would, <clears throat> I am so sorry. Oh my God. I do want to, I do want to caution this by saying one thing. Like, it's, there's a very stereotypical adage like abs are not made in the gym they're made in the kitchen and as someone who has like experimented with their diet for like years now and i think very recently came to a relative state of like equilibrium i have to say that that 
like is absolutely true. I'm not saying like you don't have to aim to get like this huge chiseled like six pack. Um, and most of the people who do aim for that, uh, kind of like the people who go for anything in life are either like genuinely cool people or just some of the worst people you're ever going to meet. So don't, I don't think like when you're going, like you should have an idea as to what you want, but you shouldn't to pursue it too devotionally is, is gets sort of heavy, but like, do remember, like if you are going to the gym, if you are doing all this stuff, like that's one part. If the second part is not in alignment and take it from me, like you, it may not even be necessarily noticeable, but you will feel like you're not doing something right. Like you will feel off and you will get into a cycle, which I was in for a long time where I was like, I was basically working out so I could eat, if that makes any sense. Like I was working out so I could like enable myself to like eat more than I usually would. So I could like feed an appetite instead of those two things balancing each other. One was like unhealthily feeding into the other. So I, I that's why really well, quick, I just want to I think caution there's people. shades on that though, as a counterpoint, as somebody who does more so like I, the two things I work out for are one, I'm trying to lose weight Two, I like food. I like food. I like eating. I never want to be one of those people who is like, Oh, all I eat is chicken and broccoli and a little bit of rice. Like, I never want to be one of those people who that's what they eat all the time. Is that, like, super diet focused. Yeah, yeah. But part of that is knowing when to eat and when to, like, enjoy that act of eating. Like, I'm not, for a while back, uh, oh, God, was when I first started, like, going to the gym and running year-round... At the time, I had been just kind of eating whatever, right? Like, oh, I'm exercising, so it's fine. I don't need to worry about it. But I realized in doing so, I was still eating pretty excessively that any work I was doing was two, it'd be two steps forward, one step back every time. And so once I shifted my mentality a little bit of, I can still eat things I like, just focus a little bit more on portion control and have specific cheat times. Like on the weekends, I might do some exercise bike, but I'm not like exercise, like weekend Saturday and Sunday are not dedicated. Like I have to exercise days for me, but they are the weekend is kind of where I'm like, okay, if I want to eat a little bit excessively, I will, but I'm not doing it on every meal at the weekend. I'm picking like a meal, maybe two. And I think part of it, too, is just, like, you gotta want it. If you don't want it, you're not gonna do it. The same with yeah, anything and it's, in life. It's hard, too, because it's, like, I actually, I agree completely with basically what RJ just said as well pertaining to food. Like, you should, I, I do keep myself to a relatively regimented diet during the week with occasional overindulgences or occasional kind of like I'll leave food on the plate, so to speak. But like for the most part, I do keep myself to like uh, certain types of meals, but, but on the weekend, it's not like I go splurge, but it's like, yeah, it's like, like he said, being able to pick and choose when and what you're eating is like far more rewarding um, than like either obviously overindulging and being so full or, um, or just holding everything in and never letting yourself really like taste anything because you're just having like 
little bites here and there. I, I will say as well, um, like along with what RJ said about wanting it, like I acknowledge it is difficult because like if you haven't done it or felt those effects, like it's just it's painful and it's awkward and well, you takes, feel like it takes time to it does like, it's, it does it, yeah it, it really does it took me a good like four it took me four or five years of running on and off before i started going to the gym consistently and even then it took me another i'd say probably year before i felt like oh, I was making progress and feeling all the stuff we just described. Yeah, it, it takes it takes time to get there. I think some people get there faster because they can, once they get into it, they just get like way more motivated than other people. So some people do really click into something and they just like, they just go, which is really cool to see. And other people, it does like take a lot of time. And I think it's like, as long as you sort of like, uh, pursue it like there's going to be some level of kind of like a reward i think um i don't know it's it's nice i i i, I like doing it even just going for a walk i would say i think that like one of the things and this is from my doctor so this is me citing a medical professional um but uh he told me that like technically like yeah, there are slight differentials, but like walking and running, you basically burn the same amount of calories per distance. So it's just you, a matter of if how you, fast you go that distance. It, I mean, yeah, kind of like running will do stuff for you cardio wise and metabolically, but like you still at the base level, if you walk four miles and you run four miles, you're going to burn about 350 to 420 calories. Like that's roughly what you're going to do you know and it depends mm. like i just said what you do but if you think about that you know the average well, person's walking speed is what like uh 15 minutes per mile maybe you know 20 minutes little, let's a little slower than that yeah yeah let's so even like, say 20 minutes a couple summers ago that's what i would just do after work i'd be like well i want to get some steps in because I didn't get 10,000 steps in, so I'm going to go walk for, like, two hours. And I just, like, put my phone in my pocket, plug my headphones, put on a podcast or two, and I just walk for, like, an hour and a half, two hours. It's nice. It's really nice. I would I would recommend it. Um, I, I really would. Uh, I moved away from it towards the exercise bike because I wasn't able to, like, keep up with hobbies as much. With the exercise bike, I could, like, play video games and stuff while biking. <laughs> yeah, walking takes a lot of time. <laughs> so hopefully you found, you have uh, found your motivation from all the crap James and I just spewed out. I yeah. have, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm inspired to try to go back and give it another try. I don't think I've ever really given myself the time to, like, really make it a habit. And that's the thing, too, is it you have to give it the enough time like monthly to daily weekly monthly to make it more of a habit rather than a thing you do yeah like a to do list uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help that my gym just up and closed too so Oof. yeah that you sucks. Know? i told you guys that story right i don't know if you did I don't know. 
I don't remember it at least. I'm pretty sure I did, but uh, just I'll, I'll keep it brief. But um, mm-hmm. one day a few months ago, we just like got this email like, hey, Jim's closing at the end of the day today forever. Uh- We're moving you over to Planet Fitness. Oh, <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Bye. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, well, yes. okay. Was it like a community gym or was it another brand gym? Like, what uh, was it? It was more local. It was like one that was local to Wisconsin. Oof, so it's not okay. like a national chain, but it, it's like a Wisconsin, Minnesota chain. Damn they you kept Planet Fitness? The branches Sucks. in Minnesota, but they closed all the Wisconsin ones. Damn you, Minnesota. Oh, those <laughs> consolidating <laughs> bastards. Yeah. yeah so They're afraid of us. Put a damper <laughs> on my gym activities. I gotta find a new place to go still. But. Uh, we're gonna do one more quick question this week. Happy topic. What's your favorite weirdest old t-shirt? Every guy has one. With the further details, mine is a super soft, super thin, falling to bits one that I've had for easily 15 years and it was already thrifted. It says, Kung Fu, do you? With the parentheses, I do not Kung Fu. <laughs> I believe the shirt only says, Kung Fu, do you? And that the submitter uh, added on that they do not do Kung Fu. Okay. Good clarification. Good clarification. Yes, yes. Um, so my t-shirt is one that my grandma gave me when I was in high school. I want to say I was a freshman or sophomore. I absolutely love this t-shirt. I still have it somewhere. Um, it says, knowledge is power, power corrupts, study hard, be evil. <laughs> I remember that shirt. I, I have it I somewhere. I it's love black that and shirt. red, right? Yep. Yep, yep. I got it in my mind palace. <laughs> uh, Especially as like yeah. an angsty teen, it was a very, very fun shirt to have. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm smart and I'm evil. Evil. Watch <laughs> out, everybody. Watch out. I'm, I'm It's I'm your evil. boy. It's your boy. It's evil. Oh. What would y'all have? Yeah, what about you, John? I don't feel like I'm super attached to my clothes. Um, I guess the one I will say is I still have my track and field t-shirt from high school. Oh, nice. I break out for a workout every now and again. Things holding up. It's uh, <laughs> its armpits are calcified pretty much at this point, but other Hell than yeah. that, solid shirt. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> James, what about you? Yeah, I actually just wore mine today uh, for a large part of the day. I, when I was in high school, I used to be very into like graphic tees, and I had one that has survived several moves and purges and all that. And it's, I actually have a few, but this one I feel like is one of my oldest. Um, it's uh, uh, it's hilarious. It's uh, a, a many faces of Spock graphic tee. <laughs> so it's like a, like a four by six grid of him or whatever. And it's all, you know, it's his face, you know, very stoic and plain. And then he's in each square of the grid is the same face, but underneath each one is obviously a different emotion. So it's like anger, hunger, uh, joy, you know, stuff like that. And he's all, 
he looks the same because obviously Vulcans don't show uh, emotion. Um, but that's one that uh, that I've had for just like the longest time. And uh, it's been like a workout shirt for me for years now. That thing has been with me on so many runs. I've lifted a lot of weights with that shirt. Like I've gone to bed in that shirt of, you know, I don't know. It's um, I'm hoping that it survives for a little while longer because uh, breaking a new gym shirts can kind of suck. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my favorite like old weird shirt, I would say. I, I've been thinking about this for a while. And James, you mentioned the graphic tees brought up. I think I'm going to get back into graphic tees. Like, you really think so? I think so. Reason being is I am, I own 10 identical black t-shirts. So I literally look like a goddamn cartoon character with my outfit being the same every fucking day. And I originally did that because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't want the anxiety of having to think about it. I don't want to like, I don't want people to prejudge me based on what my t-shirt says. But I'm kind of at a point in my life where like, I have grown as a person since I made that decision when I was like 18. And I think I'm comfortable just wearing graphic tees again. I can celebrate that. I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Kind of a a mature rejection of youthful rejection. Exactly. I'm confident in who I am as an individual. I think I would get a couple, but I would want like uh it really depends on what they're like. I'm actually the the graphic tees that I'm going for nowadays are the ones that are more like um I love the, I know that, I don't know, they're not quite like graphic tees in the traditional sense, but it's like, a little more artsy. They're, nah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the ones, I don't like the ones that are like made to look vintage or like band t shirts are okay, but so many people wear band t shirts. Um, I really love the stuff that's like, you know, from like some random, city festival back in like 2003 or like uh like, like homegrown yeah, t-shirts yeah like they'll have like little league champions like 1984 <laughs> or something like that and it's like yeah like this is the type of shit you know like when, firefighters annual when, lunch or something when, when big brother comes to watch your little league game yeah exactly <laughs> little league 1984 <laughs> yeah little league 1984 dude Oh, that sounds like a fucking good book. I'm That's not so lie. good. That's the kids' version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Sandlot meets 1984, dude. That is a hit right there. That's a fucking <laughs> That's global a hit. win. That is oh, a home man. run, might I say? Hey. <laughs> Get the fuck off the podcast. Yeah, okay, let's just keep <laughs> doing a circle jerk here. Um, <laughs> Uh, is that okay to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're tagged as explicit. It's fine. Okay. I tag Whenever every president in twenty years, we'll come come back to him. Well, uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. What What do you think, John? Do you think you're going to get back into graphic tees? How have your fashion senses like uh, evolved uh-huh. or? stayed the same since you were since you were 18 
I was never into graphic tees, really. At least not, like, as a teenager or anything. Yeah, you weren't. You were pretty, like... You were honestly pretty, like, regular... You, you had good style. You had very, like... I it was, like, simple. I do distinctly remember clean. you had one Legend of Zelda Triforce Hylian Crest t-shirt that... No, I didn't. What? <laughs> no, I didn't. What? I, are you are you trying to fucking gaslight him, or are you being serious? I was maybe our other friend who liked Zelda. You never had. Oh, oh wait, maybe I did. Yeah, you had what at least the one. Because the only reason brown? I remember the one is because around town I see a guy who also has the same T-shirt and looks enough like you that at least twice now I've had to do a double take and gone, "Why the hell is John in town, and why hasn't he told me?" <laughs> I don't. I don't remember ever owning a shirt like that. Was it green, RJ? No, I'm gonna reverse gaslight. It was black, right? Yep. I know what shirt you're talking about, but I don't know if it was mine or not. Okay, well, I think that's it for this week. As I go sit in the corner and wonder how how the gaslighting is going. Yeah, as we gaslight each other into believing Ooh. whether or not this shirt exists. Uh, just, your version of gaslighting is just flicking the light switch on. Yeah. <laughs> just like, um, I'm not doing it. We don't gaslight, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, just, uh, we just, we just have faulty memories. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't answer your question. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely much more on the side of the fence of just like event or place t-shirts. Um, like, I got a bunch of Zion National Park merch that I love. Ooh, cool. um, I got, like, this sweater. Is that sweater a Fallout that... reference? <laughs> yes. Um, I got this sweater that was for, like, a concert series I went to my uh, roommate with back in 2019. Nice. I just, yeah, I just love reminders of places I've been and things I've done. They make okay clothes. <laughs> they do. Yeah, well said. All right. Thank you both for joining this week. Thank you're you. You're not welcome. Okay. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy you're here. And that's <laughs> Thank enough. you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you to the man Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies where you have our meme Mondays and our icebreaker questions. Our Twitter account, or formerly known as Twitter account, is better at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBudcast at gmail.com. You can send us, send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last but not least, be a better buddy. world where one man's keyboard goes fucking bananas why does it keep buying all these bananas <laughs> the world's about to get a little bit more broody sir all of the banana stock at every quick trip has been bought up by who god God. This That's summer. right.
The hit sequel to Monkey Stock Market. Monkey Stock Market 2. Even more bananas. In a future where the stock market is run by highly intelligent apes that are actually not not that much more smarter than stockbrokers. It's a commentary. It's a commentary. They they decide to buy all the bananas and the whole world goes nuts. (laughs) 